Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Glory to God. How many are blessed to be in the presence of the Lord today? Hallelujah. Could you praise him for just a moment? Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you worship. We honor, honor, honor you. We're grateful, grateful, grateful. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Well, it's so good to be with you today. Why don't you shake someone's hand or pinch them or whatever you need to do before you're seated. Hallelujah. Praise, 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 praise. Glory to God. We want to, we want to say hello to you this morning. Welcome you to the morning edition of the Fredonia Miracle Crusade. I guess, I guess we could call it Miracles in the Morning. I don't know. <laughs> Any time and all the time, we want to be in God's flow, don't we? Praise God. Um, how many were here last night? Did you get to enjoy last night's service? Some tremendous things were spoken and demonstrated, and uh, we're, we're grateful to be here. I mean, I feel, really feel like these meetings are historic, meaning we'll look back and talk about, remember when they were just getting started? Remember, remember when we could do it in the, in the church building and <laughs> had enough room, you know? Uh, I feel like in our day, um, we've lost a little bit, I think because of the convenience that's afforded us with technology, I feel like we've lost a little bit of the understanding of how essential it is to be somewhere where the things of God are being presented and where God is moving. And uh, listen, I appreciate, just like you appreciate, the ability to, to get on the computer and watch something live. Matter of fact, uh, I, Pastor Nancy, her ministry, I try to watch every single thing that I know. I don't always know about it. And then I can't always watch it at the moment. You know what I mean? But you know, you can go back. Yes. Remember the days where you'd have to order the cassette and it would take you three weeks and you didn't, you didn't hear what was in that meeting until then. And so without a doubt, technology is a blessing to our age, but uh, I, I think it's also easy to substitute that for being somewhere. And, and really, I just want us to have uh, to renew our minds to the fact that uh, you ought not to be able to come five minutes before a service and find a seat. Right? I mean, here today at this meeting, you ought, you ought to be, there ought to be a lot of brokering going on for seats. Uh, but when we were with Brother Hagen back in the day, there was a particular gentleman who was part of our, our team that we helped him, his, the crusade team. And uh, I, I can't say officially what was going on, but I'm telling you, he got paid off. I just know he did. He, because there's, there's folk that got seats that they weren't in line. They weren't, you know what I'm saying? And he was in charge of the seating for the ministers and different ones. And uh, let me just, uh, he was the most popular guy around. Because otherwise, you might not even get in the building. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. So that's how important it is. There are impartations uh, that God has for your life. Some of them can be experienced to a degree online, but not all of it. Not all of it. 
uh, I believe it was Monday night, maybe one of the first nights here where, where Pastor Nancy had uh, an impartation of, think about this, revelation for the, the utterance for the revelation concerning the subject of authority she was ministering on. And that was for some of the ministries. You might say, well, that didn't pertain to me. Hello, honey, if you sit under those ministers, it <laughs> pertains to you. <laughs> it pertains to you. And, uh, you know, I don't remember all who was here, but, I, but I'm thankful I was. And I want you to know, if I wasn't ministering in these meetings, I'd be at these meetings. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, we, we need to just value that which is worth valuing, don't we? And, and uh, be at every meeting that you can be at. We would clear our schedules. We would, uh, my kids wondered, you know, when you talked about vacations, um, when our kids were little, they didn't understand what a vacation was where you'd go fishing or go, a vacation meant we're going to church a couple times, right? And, and even uh, we were with some family a couple days ago and my wife's sister, who I, we haven't seen her in a couple years, and, uh, and so... We told her, you know, about who all was coming in. We had, uh, my kids were flying in and they, they bought their own tickets to come and, and all that. And then their friends uh, and roommates and different ones, they're all coming in at their own expense. And, and her sister said, uh, <laughs> well, they got, I said, what kind, of, what kind of kids would take a week off of work and spend their own money to go to church? She said, that's weird. And we're, that's weird. That's normal. That's normal for the Christian who wants to go somewhere. That, that's normal for the Christian who wants to have something with them. Amen. You know, uh, the, the presence of God, the word of God, the power of God, the spirit of God, it's like a drug. It's like, and once you get a real taste, once you get a taste, There's an old pop group I used to listen to back, you know, I'm a former jazz musician. And I used to listen to a group called Tower of Power out of Oakland. Yes. Come on. (laughs) Tower of Power. And and they they had a song called Once You Get a Taste. And they were a, they were actually a funk group. That's a style of music. Once you get a taste, there's no turning back. You can do it, be on your own, or you can run with a pack. Well, I realized it was, I thought it was talking about the things of God, because I was saved. It was talking about drug, drug abuse, you know, so it's, it's not a good song in its origin, but, but I, you know, we brought it over. We brought, once you get a taste, Hebrews talks about tasting of the powers of the world to come. Man, once you really get a taste of the things of God, you're, you're, you're done, you're wrecked. There's no turning back. One good taste, one good taste. And, and, and bless God, as long as I'm on this planet, I, I aim to be a dealer. <laughs> you know, the real drug dealers, they'll go out and recruit people and the way they do it is to, they'll give them samples. <laughs> they will. They'll give them free samples. Try this, and if you want some more, come see me. Well, of course they're going to want some more. Oh, you can't afford it? Well, here's what you do. Network marketing. Get a couple people in your downline and get them going on it. 
right? Praise the Lord. Why can't we just do that? Huh? Get a taste. Get a taste. Get hooked. Give, give other people some samples and bring them on. Tell them where to, tell them where to come get it. Amen. Now listen. Growing, growing, growing in all that God has. There is nothing out there that he doesn't want for you. Ha, 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 ha. But you must, you must, you must enter in. And understand that all he has is within. Mm. Ha, ha, ha. Well, praise the Lord. So welcome to the service. <laughs> um, how many of you, you were, if you were here yesterday, um, you know, when things are going on, you don't always take time to explain what's going on. But we were, we were ministering some yesterday. Uh, about whatever we were ministering yesterday. What, was we, what were we ministering? <laughs> we were talking about the highest, really one of the highest forms of prayer, and that's praise, worship, thanksgiving, rejoicing. And we did that at the end. And we had talked about how uh, really Jesus, when he multiplied those loaves and the fishes and gave thanks and how, the, how things multiplied. How many could sense when you started praising God yesterday, you could sense a multiplication taking place on the inside of you? And then... You might say, well, I do that all the time by myself and I don't sense it that strong. Well, what about when we all come together and that's the flow of the service? Then you could sense a greater multiplication. Hmm? Could you sense that? Do you understand that that, that, that creates a flow for God's power and God's power was flowing? And a lot of times we have very narrow definitions of, of things like miracles and healings and and we think, okay, well, you have to have a line and somebody's got to put their hands on you. Uh, you. No, listen, we want to cooperate with every way that God's power flows. And that's one of them. I said, that's one of them. And so I wanted to just quickly explain that because don't want you to think that, okay, well, that was something else, but, but where be the miracles, as the Bible says? No, there, there is a flow of the miraculous. Amen. There's a flow of freedom. There's a flow of deliverance. And that flow can take place in several different forms. And we want to be skillful with all those ways and all those forms. And, and uh, part one of that skill is in identifying and recognizing what's happening and not missing the supernatural because it's not in a form you thought it would be in. Right? It, it, takes, uh, it takes a degree of humility, <laughs> And lowering of one's mind and realizing, I don't know it all. In order to experience the full variety of the things of God. Because if you think, well, okay, it, it happened this way. And so I know how these things work. And it works this one way. Uh, well, you could end up missing another way that God would want to do some things. Right? So Christianity is all about keeping your heart right. And cooperating with God entering in. Praise God. Um, praise the Lord. Come on. I've got, I've got no lack of direct, what would be the plural of direction? Direct shy? Direct eye? 
I've got no lack of directions and things to do, but we're wanting to get just the flow for today. And right now we're going this way. Praise God. Well, we, we began on, on Monday yeah. uh, talking about how we, we want to move and progress in our, in our lives, in our, our Christian walk, in the things of God. And, and he was saying we want to move from bedtime prayers, you bedtime remember that? Prayers. To end time prayers. Yeah. And there are things that we we must accomplish things that we must learn to do in order to get there to those end time prayers. And, uh, you know, I, I mentioned this, I believe at the last miracle crusade, but years ago, seven, eight years ago, um, we were in prayer, uh, with our, our church. We had moved to Colorado. We had pioneered yet another church, praise God. And we'd been in the ministry for years and years, and we had been with Brother Hagin before that for years and years, you know, in, in that part of our ministry, and, and we're in prayer on a Tuesday night, and we're praying in other tongues, and the Spirit of God spoke to me, and you know what he said? He said, become proficient in prayer, and I thought, wow, the Spirit spoke. I wrote it down. I thought, that's a good word. And then I got home and I looked at it. I said, wait a second. I've been doing this for a really long time. Praying. I've been praying for a very long time. And I realized the Spirit was rebuking me. Why? Because I wasn't yet proficient. And then I started to think, can you become proficient? Apparently, you can. And not only is it for just a couple people to do this, but we are all supposed to mature, not just in our Christian character and, and not just in our knowledge of the word, but in prayer in flowing in kingdom business, yeah. helping yeah. accomplish the end time plan that yeah. God has for the earth. Ah. Amen. And so I just wanted to uh, encourage us and read you one verse. Hmm. And it's a verse you know, but I'm going to read it in a different translation. It's Matthew 6, 33. Anyone ever heard of that one? Mm -hmm. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, right? But I'm going to read it to you in the message translation. Can I do that? Hmm. Thank you, Father. Matthew 6.33 in the message, it says this. Steep your life in God reality. Mm -hmm. God initiative. God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. 
God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. Steep yourself in God realities. Now, I don't know about you. I like coffee. I like tea. Almost every night before bed, I make myself a little cup of tea. What do you do with that tea bag? You steep it. You get that water piping hot, right? And you stick that tea bag in there, and you let it set for a minute. But I, I'm a little impatient, so I don't just let it sit. <laughs> right? You grab, that, you grab that little string and you move it up and down. Why? Because you want that tea bag to infuse, to steep all the water that's in that mug. And all of a sudden you go, you don't, you know, you don't say, I'm going to have a cup of hot water with a few tea leaves. No, you've taken your hot water and created an entirely new beverage. By steeping that tea bag in that water. And we are to steep our lives in God. How do we progress further in the things of prayer? How do we progress further in God? (laughs) Steep your life. In God realities. Now, the interesting thing about when he (laughs) told me to become proficient in prayer. So that next week, I said, okay, Lord, how do I do that? I've been praying. (laughs) I've been preaching. (laughs) What do we do? And you know the first thing he dealt with me to do? Spend more time in the word. And and you have to be so careful with the subject of prayer because what happens is sometimes people get so hungry and they want to be in God's presence and they want to flow in in, in the supernatural and, and they go off into the spirit realm without the help of this. The first thing he dealt with me about was spend more time in the Word. Steep yourself in God realities. And then take those realities with you into the presence of God and accomplish some things for his kingdom. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, when you steep your life in God... Your life takes on the properties of God. You're no longer hot water. You're tea. (laughs) Amen. That's good stuff, is it not? Uh, What we were talking about Monday, over in 1 Peter, I can just read it to you. I don't know that you need to turn there. But over in 1 Peter uh, chapter 4, verse 7, it says, The end of all things is at hand. Mm -hmm. Be therefore sober and watch unto prayer. And that's how we uh, got talking along these lines or ministering along these lines of uh, coming to a place of greater maturity in our prayer life because those who are unknowledgeable 
think, uh, think a certain way and you don't blame them. I thought that way too. And, uh, but we want to come to a place of, of greater proficiency, greater skill to where our prayer time is more effective than it would otherwise be. Well, when something's effective, what's it doing? It's accomplishing things. It's accomplishing, it's changing things. It's turning things. Please don't look so sad because I'm not mad. Huh? Because, you know, you talk about some of these things and I think the enemy will whisper, you know, you're so bad at this. You're so, you're such a lousy Christian. No, y'all showed up in the rain this morning. That says something. I mean, not a whole lot, so don't let it go to your head, but it says something. It says a little bit. But there's a place, there's a place of greater proficiency, greater effectiveness, and greater skill in prayer. Have I arrived there? I, well, I can say I'm not where I was years ago, but, but no doubt there's greater places ahead of me. And so that's why, that's why I, I continue to, to press on, follow on, and keep my life steeped in the things of God, right? And, uh, but you'll notice this, when, you know, the, the more immature believer are those who just pray bedtime prayers. And what do we say about bedtime prayers? Well, those are just very self-focused. Well, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to get, it's all about you, right? And uh, there, is, there, is, there are times, of course, to pray about things going on in your life, but bedtime prayers are self-focused, End time prayers are plan focused, God focused. Do you hear that? Bedtime prayers are self focused. End time prayers, when we say end time prayers, is the kind of prayer that's effective in the end times. Remember, it said the end of all things is at hand. Well, what do we need to do? Just write it out? No, think right and give yourself to prayer. That's what the word says. That's what the word says. Uh, bedtime prayers try to move God. Yep. End time prayers facilitate the move of God. <laughs> I said bedtime prayers are trying to move God. Remember we said yesterday, folk, folk have this idea that, well, if we can just get enough people praying, maybe we can move the hand of God. Right. That's, not, that's not scriptural thinking. Right. For one thing, God's not your opponent. Woo! Aren't you glad he's on your side? He's on our side. Amen. We're not trying. Can I, can I set you free with something today? You're not trying to get anything from God that he doesn't already want for you more than you want it. I mean, in terms of things that, that he's paid for and provided and redemption has given you. So you're not, you're not trying to get free from sin any more than he wants you free. You're not trying to get healed any more than he wants. You're not trying to get provided for any more than he wants you provided for. We don't have to move him. Glory to God. So no, but we're not trying to move God. I, I know uh, uh, we have to be careful along these lines because even our group, uh, you know, people who believe like we do in a lot of areas, they still think in a traditional fashion regarding prayer instead of a scriptural fashion regarding prayer. I, I, it's only natural, I understand. But sometimes if you'll say these things, then it puts a, a, puts a little landmark there that people can, can maybe uh, swing around and, and get in line with the word on it, you know. And so I'm just thinking of uh, a minister. I knew, I knew this minister. He was such a fine pastor in a, in a very sizable church, influential church. Church had been there a long time. And this pastor uh, was, was diagnosed with a, 
illness that uh, ended up terminal. And it got to the point where, where this minister was, was about, just about to go home to be with the Lord. And it kinda ha- that part kind of happened suddenly, you know. And, and you know, you, you understand folk want him well. Do you know God wanted him well? Huh? Do you understand there's causes and reasons for things that God doesn't always blab to everybody and share with everybody? And, and, and you don't know a person's heart and you don't, uh, you know what God has told us. And I checked my heart regarding this minister because I wanted him to stay around. I mean, it, it can mean something when you have a, a, a big congregation and the pastor suddenly goes. You know, it can, it can discourage some. It can cause some to go off, tra- off course. And so I checked my heart and, and I could sense, n- number one, that there was nothing that I could do just in my own prayer life that would help things turn around. And I could sense he was going to go home. And the rest is none of my business. Sometimes God will share some things with me because, you know, just because of my, my ministry office, like he would do with other ministers. Uh, but, but in this case, you know, that wasn't the case. But uh, other pastors called a special prayer meeting just for everybody in the area. And what they said was, we're going to bombard heaven. St- storm heaven, bombard heaven. And, and I get it. I get it. Everybody's heart was, was for this to turn around. I, I had the sense it was, I kind of knew it wasn't going to myself. I didn't go. But, uh, but, but that's just, see, the idea, well, it's gotten so bad that there's nothing left to do now, but prayer ought not be reactive. It ought be, it ought to be proactive. It, we ought to be ahead of things in prayer, not waiting until it got so bad that, okay, we better pray. We better pray. It's, it's gotten that bad. And see, that's just a mentality that you find in the body of Christ. You know, something bad happens in, in different parts of the world. And I, and I get it, man. Your, your heart goes out to people and different things. And they're like, come on, guys, pray. Come on, come on, pray, pray, pray. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. Well, when was it not time to pray? <laughs> Why was it not time to pray? Do you understand God's ahead and sees everything? Huh? And so the idea of emergency praying, don't get me wrong, we have a God who is merciful. He is merciful, he is gracious, and, and when you forgot to come to him when you should, you can come to him when, you, when, when there was nothing left to do but pray, and, and he'll hear you, he'll receive you, he'll help you to the degree he can. But again, we're talking about going from a place of less effectiveness to a place of maximum effectiveness. You know what would be great, uh, a greater effect? Learn how to hear from God. Spend, spend time doing what we're talking about all along. And when, and when the seasons of difficulty come, in so many cases, you'll be ahead of them instead of... And they'll show up and you'll say, kind of, kind of thought you were coming. We already got you taken care of. Isn't that a better way to go? Yes. Yes. I, I don't believe that the believer needs to be blindsided as much as we are. You know what I mean? Blindsided. Brother Hagen used to say something comes along that knocks your head where your feet were a few minutes ago. You will have challenges. I get it. You will have troubles. And, um, and we're all for prayer, but bombarding heaven. Okay, what are we trying to do? 
We're trying to get this changed as though God wasn't in on it. <laughs> huh? Yes, pray. But hear from God. Learn to discern from him. If he says gather everybody together and pray and that's, that's the answer, well, then I guess that's what we do, right? But we have to change our mentality from, um, from trying to clean up after the, you know, being an ambulance that's following around to everything to being out in front of things. If we'll follow God, we can be out in front of some things. And we don't have to get as, as, as knocked around and blindsided as we sometimes do. He'll keep you. I, I just share a very, very quick testimony along these lines. A couple years ago, uh, my wife, she got it strong in her heart, uh, get better, get, get some medical insurance. Yeah. And, and because God dealt with her, she got really good stuff. Yeah. And then as soon as she got it, uh, the Lord dealt with her, schedule physicals for everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, we hadn't, you know, I hadn't, when you're not sick, yeah. Uh, a lot, I hadn't been going to the doctor regularly, personally. Well, they, they, I went to my physical, and I'm feeling good. No symptoms, nothing. And they found, an, they found an issue in my blood. They called me. I was actually out in Salida, Colorado, in Murdoch's. So you don't know where Murdoch's is, but, but, but some of you do. Murdoch's has it going on, honey. And I, I was in Salida, and um, my phone rang, and they said, well, your such and such uh, thing in your test came up high. You need to get that checked with a specialist. I said, okay. And I really didn't know what it was, didn't think anything of it. Well, turns out it was a, uh, it turns out it was something I had to, ha- I had to end up having some surgery to correct this thing, which could have been a life threat, would have been, yes. would have been a life threatening situation. Right. And you might say, well, there's no victory there. You had the surgery. I'm alive. Yeah. You understand? <laughs> I'm, I'm alive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm alive. And uh, you might say, well, why, why did you have to have that? Because that's where we were led. That's where our peace was. That's where our peace was. And, and, and miracles happened during it. Dur- things happened during it where the doctor came out to my wife and said, well, this was strange. I went to do this and take this apart. And it just kind of all fell off for me and was... And, and things, I, w- I was supposed to be, it's a little embarrassing to, to have to talk about, but I was supposed to be wearing diapers for, or, or pads or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, I was supposed to be not able to control my urine for uh, six, six weeks to six, two week, between two weeks and six months. I didn't have one day. I didn't have one day. Not one day. Never had to wear them. Never had to wear them. Well, see, that's God. But see, we were, my point is, and, and the doctor said, if you had not come when you had come, and if you had waited another two, because one, you know, you could wait with this kind of thing. You could have waited. I never had any symptoms. You could wait and wait and just, and, you know, just see if it, what it does. But he said, if you had waited, your story would not be a happy story. And Christians would be saying, uh, about Brother Joel, well, you know, God needed another angel up in heaven. So the Lord took him. Or the devil took him. Well, God's not the author of disease. He's not. But my point is, uh, because we've tried to train ourselves and try, uh, we're not perfect. We're not. We're, well, I'm not. But, uh, <clears throat> You know, uh, the, the bar is set really high in my house, so I have something to, to aspire to. But, but any, my, my point is, 
God had us ahead of things. And so, and so what would have, what could have been something that blindsided, if we had waited, if we hadn't obeyed what he said, that could have blindsided us. It could have, it could have gotten easily because I'm one to wait. I'm, I don't want to face it. You know how guys, you know how us guys are. You got to, you got to follow God. And isn't it amazing in our case, it wasn't, it was go to the doctor. God dealt with us to go to the doctor. Can you believe it? You've got to follow his leadings, whatever they are, and not say, I'm a faith person. I don't go to doctors. If God said, if the great physician says, I have, uh, I have another physician that I'd just like you to see, just listen to him. Just obey him. Just do what he says. Don't feel like you lacked victory. I got victory. I got victory. I'm here and I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, 100%. And every time they check me, it's zero. Like there's nothing there so far. And that's God. That's God. See, but he kept us ahead of it because we've tried to keep ourselves in a place of hearing. Try to keep ourselves in position to hear from him. And so... Praise the Lord. And one of the things we do is we're, we're, we're focused more on God's plan than ourselves. But isn't it interesting? When we stay focused on God's plan, guess who gets taken care of? We get leadings for our own life. Praise God's not trying to leave you out. So bedtime, bedtime prayers, they're self-focused. End time prayers are plan-focused. I, 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 the last thing I said to you was bedtime prayers try to move God. End time prayers facilitate the move of God. And then this last thing I'll say along these lines before I switch directions a little bit. Bedtime prayers amplify the distance between God and man. God's up in heaven. We're down here on earth. We got to shout loud enough. Maybe he'll hear. You know what I mean? That kind of thinking. That, that's... That's not a place of maturity. That's focusing on the distance between God and man. End time prayers focus on the union between God and man, that we're one. I'm not down here on earth. You might say, where are you? (laughs) Seated with Jesus in heavenly places in Christ, surrounded by a great cloud. You know, the Bible talk, we always talk about being surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Yeah, they're up here looking down. That's not what surrounded means. I've never heard of anybody being surrounded by an army and the army's just looking down on. No, if you're surrounded by the army, where are you? The same place. We're where they are. We are where they are. The great cloud of witnesses that surround us in heaven. We're seated there. We're seated there. Amen. So if, if the purpose of our prayer life is not just me, me, mine, mine, me, me, mine, mine, my things, my stuff, then what is it? Could I have you turn to the fifth chapter of James, please? You doing okay this morning? We're not hurting anything, I hope. Hmm? Brother Hagen was in some meetings one time and there was a lady there in the meetings who was rocking back and forth during the whole meeting, kind of distracting. 
But that's what she did. She rocked back and forth. And uh, Brother Hagen finally went to the pastor and said, what's that lady rocking back and forth for? She says, well, she's got the gift of rocking. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's the gift of rocking? She said, well, well, that lets you know if you're in the spirit, if, if they're rocking. So you think we have to deal with immaturity. They had to deal with that kind of stuff all the time. Just, just traditional thinking. And then, like my wife was just saying, people get, people get uh, a glimpse of spiritual things. And they try to go places without the word. And you end up with the gift of rocking. So if I occasionally glance over, over this way. If I occasionally glance over there to see if there any rocking's going on, you know why. Looking to see if I'm in the spirit. There you go. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Come on, everybody, give me a little, give me a rock. Oh, good, man. We there. We there. <laughs> Praise him. What, what is our focus? How many want to be effective? And help move along the plan of God. If prayer is anything, it's a cooperation. In order to, it's a cooperation between us and God in order to facilitate his plan. Do you get that? Prayer, prayer in the New Testament is a cooperation. It's not God, you're way up in heaven. I'm way down on, on earth. Can you throw a little love our way? No, no, no. It's a cooperation. God has elevated us to an amazing place. Glory to God. He's given us a place of authority. He's given us a place of power. Given us a place of dominion. And we get to work together. The head and the body work together in prayer to facilitate the plan of God. Now, I, this is something I want to get into a little bit here. And I won't take too much time. And if you believe that, I have a bridge I'd like to sell you. <laughs> I'm just playing. Sorry. Got to have a little fun as you go along. You know what I mean? Praise the Lord. James chapter 5. And you're familiar with it. We might have quoted it the other day. And uh, make sure you get the Amplified Bible up there for me. But uh, over in the 16th verse, the last phrase there in that 16th verse says, The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Didn't say avails little. Huh? Are you here this morning? The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man does what? Avails much. Now, don't get too excited, okay? Because we want to stay focused here. But can I tell you about the word in here, effectual fervent? That's actually one word in the Greek, effectual fervent. You can put a little hyphen if you wanted to. Effectual fervent. You want to know what that word is? It, look it up. <laughs> no, that's, that's the word, and, and I'm, I'm familiar with it. Uh, it's energema. Energema, what word would we get in our language from that? Energy. And it, it's, this, it's really a similar word to what's used when the Bible talks about the working of miracles. Energema, the energy of God. Well, what's the, does God have energy? Oh, are you kidding me? He is, he is the power plant. Huh? 
God, God's got more than an arc reactor. You know what I'm talking about? He, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no telephone poles in heaven. There's no electrical poles in heaven. There's no wires in heaven. Do you know how come? Huh? From the throne, from the throne, the energy that just proceeds, not because, not because people are making constant confessions, just the energy from the throne lights the city. The energy of God. <laughs> Energema. So the effectual fervent prayer, the energy generating prayer, the power generating prayer. <gasps> Do you all know all this? Is that why you're looking at me that way? So, yeah, yeah, we know. The energy generating, the power generating prayer of a righteous man avails much, that word avails means to bring great strength to. Huh. The energy generating, the power generating act of prayer brings great power and strength on the scene. Or we could say it this way, brings to the forefront Great power, great strength. Now that's a kind of prayer we need in the end times. End times are our times. Hmm? The power generating act of prayer brings to the forefront, brings to the forefront great strength. God's power, of course, is always what it is. It's always potentially available, but it's not always in a manifestation. And the right kind of prayer, the effectual fervent prayer, the power generating kind of prayer brings that power to a place of easy accessibility. Should I say it again? <laughs> Effectual fervent prayer, power gener- energy generating prayer brings God's power to a place of easy accessibility. Easy accessibility. What's that mean? You can, you can easily lay hold of it. Quickly tap into it. Now, how would that benefit us? That greatly benefits us. I said that greatly benefits us. That contributes to the plan of God. Do you understand? That God's plan for our day includes the full flow of all the different ways that he moves. Thought we'd get to talk about some more of these things today, but uh, my wife took too much time. I'm just playing, just playing. The full flow. So here's just an example that'll be fresh in your mind, okay? Last night, during the service, Pastor shared something that God had shared with her 
about waves of he- waves of healing. Not that they'll just go by, but waves that will linger. <laughs> Glory to God. Well, what waves of healing is what she mentioned. Well, is that necessary for our day? Huh? Is it necessary or could could we just could we just say, well, listen, just confess the word. Well, that's a method that's valuable and essential. And even if you're healed some other way, you'll eventually need to to learn how to to hold fast by faith. We understand that. But not everybody that comes in the door, sweetie, is going to be able to just do that day one. God is interested in reaching everybody. A quick work in the last days. The harvest being reached, Jesus being able to return because the harvest has been reached. Wish I could get uh, an amen from somebody, you know what I mean? There are things that God wants to accomplish, that God wants to do, that th- things that need to happen. And, and uh, trust me, I want, I want to, 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 for people to learn how to get things by faith too. But we want people to get it. We want people to get in. We want people to, we want people to live and not die so they can learn these things. And so do we ever need what she spoke last night. Now, that's always been available and that's always potentially available. But what's significant is that God spoke it. And I can't, t- this is a whole different maybe sermon a little bit, but let me just say it this way. When he spoke it, he gave it. If he didn't want us to have it, he wouldn't have said it. And if it wasn't for now, he wouldn't, you know, unless he said this is for later, start putting your faith on it. He didn't say that. So when he said it, glory to God, he released it. But that doesn't mean anybody will ever benefit from it. What God gives must be received and not everybody knows how to reach in and dig in and receive. And actually, she, she ministered some of that last night. But I, would just, I just want to ask you, what she ministered last night, how many could sense a flow? But could it be stronger? Could it reach further? Does it have to be confined to the building? Or could it go to the town square? And could it go up Temple? Is it, could it go up Temple Street to the school? Huh? And when folks step on campus, they step into something and bounce off of something. Could it get that strong? What will help it get that strong? Effectual fervent. I said effectual fervent. Bringing to the forefront a strong degree of power, making it easily accessible to where back in the Azusa Street Revival, it got so strong and the momentum got so strong. And you understand that revival was fueled not just by the services, but by prayer. 
It was preceded by prayer and it was perpetuated by prayer. And it got so strong that different ones who were coming from afar would get to this train station, step off the train and fall out on the platform under the power of God. And the train conductor finally got a clue and he'd help him up and he'd say, the meeting you're looking for is two blocks down, one block over. We're thankful for what was spoken. That's significant. We treat it significant. But we understand that there's responsibility attached to it, not just from the minister. There's responsibility attached to it from us. And, and, and the kind of responsibility is prayer and not the kind of prayer that says, oh, God, send your wave. Come on. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> send some power down. Oh, God, hear us. God in heaven. And where are you? Huh? I said, and where are you? Supposed to be there, too? There's a time to shout, you understand, but, but getting him to hear, that's not the time. No, but putting the right kind of prayer, calling for it, thanking him for it. And then one of the great purposes of other tongues is to spend time in the generator, making power available, as the Amplified says, Directing that energy, the, the energy of God and just make, just making things easily accessible so that the believer, the uh, unbeliever rather, who you're going to bring, the unbeliever, the friends or the person from another church that has no clue about these things, that even though they wouldn't normally sense God, they walk right into them. They walk right into him. They experience God. Yes. Making, making the things of God easily accessible. To where, I love, I love Brother Hagen was, had times he talked about, I've never seen it to this degree personally, but he had times he talked about where the, the power of God, things were so easily accessible that people who were out in the parking lot sitting out in the parking lot waiting for the other people in the church to get out and they didn't get out and they started listening and they're like, wait a second, we don't hear anything. And they're out there and something, something just said, let's go in. Something on this side, just a presence said, let's go in. And they went in and sat on the back row and both of them came forward shaking, just fell over the altar, got saved, born again. And both of those became preachers. That kind of stuff. That kind of stuff. I'm not willing to not see that in our day. I'm unwilling to let another generation have that. We're going, we have that. We have that. Come on, don't make me come back there. Don't make me throw something. Don't make me, come on. We, that's, that's for us. That's for us. Huh? People walking down the street and a big light comes down out of the sky and leads them to the church and down in the church where they're having service. That happened. That happened. And that's for today. Angels taking balls of fire and putting them on the inside of you like happened to you. That's for today. That's for now. 
Let's make it easily accessible. Easily accessible. So people get saved when they didn't mean to. People get healed when they weren't really sure about it. <laughs> I've got a friend who, who has ministered healing and got in such a flow, can get in such a flow of it, that somebody came after the service was over. They came late. And they said, well, well would, you, would you pray for me? He said, the service is over. <laughs> I know you think that's mean. But he was, he was trying to help him. He said, the service is over. And she said, oh, please, I drove a long way. And he said, well, uh, under one condition. She said, what? He said, will you be healed? <laughs> She's like, well, I don't know. So, well, I'm not going to minister to you then if you're not going to be healed. And, and people think, well, that's all up to God. No, no, no. When you're in the flow of these things strong. He said, if you'll be healed, I'll minister to you. You might think, well, that's unscriptural. No, Jesus went to the guy sitting in the thing, and he said, will you, not will I, not will I, will you, will you be made whole? <laughs> and the guy started to answer, and he didn't give a very sensible answer. He said, well, I don't have a man. Just forgive give me your hand. <laughs> you can get in such the flow of these things that you deliver it to people before they realize it. So this lady, this particular lady, I think she was crippled in one of her legs. And so my friends just said, before she, before she could give a good answer, because she wasn't. He said, come over with me. Just come with me. And he ran her around the room. She goes, I can't run. Shut up. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> and she was healed. So listen, if you, if you get somebody saved that didn't want to get saved, just ask God to forgive you. He'll forgive you for that. You get somebody healed that didn't want to get healed, just ask God to forgive you. He'll forgive you. How many are we ready to make some power available? Uh, Bring to the forefront a strong degree of power, easily accessible. You want to do some of that today? You want to come? Anything you want to say before we do that? Okay. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise him, praise him, praise him. I'm kind of already primed. We're just going to jump right in. You, you can stand if you want to stand. You can sit. Just don't sleep. Praise the Lord. Move around if you need to move around. Just, just kind of in the back area. But Father, thank you. Yeah, we worship you. We bless you. We thank you for the privilege of prayer. We thank you for that which you've released and made available. We thank you for all the blessings of redemption, for deliverance, for healing, for salvation, for provision, everything you've provided. And Father, that which pertains to your plan right, for right. our day and your our time and our your hour, plan. your yes. plan coming to your pass plan. in its fullness. Your plan, your plan in its fullness. Yes. Your plan in its fullness. And your so, plan, Father, Father, we just trust the Spirit to Thank help you, us Lord. contribute yes. today, to help us cooperate. Hallelujah. <laughs> 
Oh, 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 oh,
Bolavense, Erika Brionne, 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 yes, 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 oh my, 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 yeah, 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 now, Bukola Zite,
We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.